I'm messaging you because I've been made aware of false claims that I am harassing a member of the Cousins. Your bandmate clearly doesn't know what harassment is. Your bandmate may be referring to my First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. I, on the other hand, was harassed by the same individual making these false accusations. It was the early morning hours of July 26, 2019. I told your band member to stop texting me. They went on a delusional texting rant for an hour, depriving me of my sleep. Your bandmate was texting me until the early morning hours a month beforehand, saying that they wanted to hang out in the hours when normally I would be sleeping. Your bandmate then went on to invite me to a cousin show where they completely disregarded my presence. It was made very clear that my presence makes your other band member feel very uncomfortable. It appears your bandmate has ended up in an unethical situation due to their lack of work experience. This is why companies have policies in place to prevent these matters. I had no intentions to ever go into a cousin show again after being harassed by your band member and exposed to their unethical practices. But Darth Vader and R2-DT invited me, so why not? And here we are. are live JW Megawag show I am your host the candy man and today you're in for a special serious um, trick-or-treat here uh, we got a Megan no bear and we're gonna be bringing uh, some awareness to uh, human trafficking and um, we're gonna have some tunes for you as well hey Megan how are you Thanks for inviting me. I appreciated your uh, comedic poem. Oh uh, yeah, the the uh, it's a real thing, you know. Classic J Dub. <laughs> J W the Candyman. Yeah, so happy uh, happy Halloween month to you and to everyone else out there. Do you remember your time as a trick or treater? Oh <laughs> yes, I used to fill an entire pillowcase full of candy. Sometimes two. That's a, I don't know, that's a ton of candies. I was basically addicted. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, you know, my mom was so big on it, and I, I feel like this is appropriate uh, to bring it up, you know, with the, the candies and trick-or-treaters, which this year may be a little bit different, but I remember being a kid, and I don't know if you remember and anyone else there remembers, that if you're going to take candy from a stranger, that it has to be wrapped, completely wrapped so that, like, you don't want to, you know, just the thing about it being wrapped. So that's why I got these, um, these, uh, seize candies, jelly beans. This is the first year that seize candies come out with it. So, uh, packaged candy is the way to go. I mean, throw away the unpackaged candy with all the, the toothbrushes that you don't want <laughs> the healthy, the healthy power bars, <laughs> the healthy power bars. Away. You don't need them. Yeah. 
all about the C's candy packaged. C's candy's got the Seas candy's coming out with a protein <laughs> bar soon. Yeah. So all the caution to all the trick or treaters out there, um, and and you know, taking candies. I mean, I feel like this pandemic has raised a lot of awareness of, of everything. I mean, like germs and everything. So, um, but we have a we have a very yeah serious um uh, thing you know bringing awareness to uh human trafficking and um thanks for coming on the show i'm really uh there's a local company called united way and so they uh they have you know all the the deets on it but a lot of times you know a lot of these songs and a lot of these artists that have maybe went through something or they could speak on behalf of um trafficking there's some songs out there that we're going to actually be playing so this uh this song is by was melanie martinez and it's called million men and so i never knew that this song was about human trafficking and so that was that was enlightening i remember so i saw it playing somewhere and i was just like someone had brought it up and i was like wow you know there's there's plenty of songs out there that are you know make make reference to it and try to bring awareness to it so we have all the details and everything but thought we'd start off the show with a song by um, Melanie Martinez. It's about trafficking, and this song is called Million Men. Looks like Melanie Martinez on YouTube is uh not available <laughs> yeah Millie martinez is really great she has a she has a good story it's the perfect time to talk about it though because we're we're nearing the holidays now and human trafficking is actually something that's it's particularly a targeted crime during holiday season um, so especially children are more vulnerable this time of year if they're going to be out trick-or-treating and, you know, if their parents are leaving them unattended, it's an, an even bigger risk, right? We used to go back in the 90s, we used to go trick-or-treating alone. I don't know if you were, I was trick-or-treating probably till it was unethical to be trick-or-treating when I was 18, <laughs> but uh, even oh, when wow. I was younger, my parents used to... Uh, let us go out. And it was just a different time then. Um, you know, human trafficking is, is especially child trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes. So even 10, 20 years ago, it was just a different time. There we go. Yeah. So we got Melanie Martinez here. We're going to jump right back into the stats. Um, and this, is, this song is about, you know, it's raising human trafficking. Why she got thrown into someone else's hands? Why she was 
Melanie Martinez here, Mutiny Radio.fm, uh, Million Men. Beautiful song. I Like I said, I'd heard that. I was just telling Megan, I was like, I heard that song. And I thought it was great. And I didn't even realize it was about human trafficking. You're just focusing on her beautiful, angelic voice. Yeah. On that acoustic guitar. But she's, she's going on about something really sad. Yeah. So it's important that musicians draw attention to it and... I think celebrities have leaned into it a lot, so these songs are a good example. Yeah, it's great. So I want to talk a little bit about... Yeah, we're just bringing a little awareness. we got Megan Noberry here. We're going to talk <laughs> about stats. Yeah, and I, I want to start off by talking about the differences between child sex tra- trafficking and human trafficking because people can often get them mixed up. Um, not all forms of human trafficking are child sex trafficking. So human trafficking is just modern day slavery, right? It's uh, victims of human trafficking. They're subjected to force, fraud, coercion, and, um, and it's for the explicit purpose of sexual exploitation or, and or forced labor. So um, victims could be children, teenagers, men which was which is usually surprising for people that you don't typically think of men as victims of human trafficking but they they are a significant portion of that um and women of course are women and children are targeted more often by percentage but um 
child sex trafficking is specifically the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, and obtaining a child for the purpose of a commercial sex act. So um, that's usually induced by force, fraud, coercion, and um, anyone that's younger than 18 is a victim of this if they're coerced into it. Even, even if they're not coerced into it, they, the, the perpetrator can be charged with child sex trafficking. So even if they give what they think is consent, um, it's, it's not because they're under 18. So interesting distinction between yeah. the two that a lot of people probably don't know about. Yeah, I, d I definitely heard that too. And thank you for that. And um, I know there's still a lot more to talk about. <laughs> cool. But um, I, um, I remember when I was younger, when I was in high school, you know, there was somebody, they were 22 years old and this girl was 16. And I, um, I don't know. I mean, like now, you know, being older, it seems like being six years apart isn't that big of a deal. But then, you know, and this, this person, you know, is a registered sex offender for the rest of their life. And it's just, wow. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge offense. And, you know, what we're talking about is just, and you look at the, the stats and the numbers, if you, it's, um, human trafficking is illegal worldwide in every country and in every state in California. And it still is a $150 billion industry, which makes me nauseous. Yeah. Thinking about. Especially, especially 300,000 of that are the thousands of children in the U.S. that are specifically involved in the in the sex trafficking industry. So that's a pretty large amount of children here in the U.S. that we aren't even usually aware of, um, if you haven't looked this up before, so. Yeah, so, I mean, we just, you know, want to bring awareness. I know that everyone out there is getting ready to vote, and there's all this big stuff going on, but it's, it's such a huge thing that's happening right in front of us, right in front of everyone when you're walking down the street. And and so, um, you know, even with uh, the number of people, so there's there's 40.3 million people trapped in modern slavery, forced um, modern slavery and their uh, labor, commercial, sexual exploitation and forced marriages. These are all, this is 40.3 million people out there that are... It's insane. Yeah, and that's just... On, I feel like for me, you know, I. It's a it's a serious it's a serious thing, but you could walk right by it and not even see it there. It's usually a hidden crime, um, which makes it that much harder to um, to prosecute people because you're not even aware of it in public settings. Um, the victims are usually either afraid of their. Um, afraid of their traffic, the person that's trafficking them. They've been coerced and threatened uh, by force. They're fearing their families. Um, they're potentially the, the language barriers in the cases where they don't speak the language of the country. That will be a factor in them not wanting to speak up. Um, just them fearing for their lives and not feeling like they can speak up or that they even should. Um, so it's usually not something that you would, unless you know what to look for, realize is going on right in front of you.
Yeah, I mean, this is all happening right outside, you know, your door. And there was something when we were talking about this, because I know you're more of an expert, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but there was, um, you had said something. So when you see that this could be a potential human trafficking to not get in touch, to not contact the gardener, right? Or the, the, the guardian? Yes, so um, you don't want to confront, confront the yeah. suspected trafficker or alert the victim that you know what's going on. That actually puts uh, not only the victim in danger, but it puts you in danger. Um, so at the end of this uh, end of this show, we'll talk about what you can do to um, you know to report the trafficking. But um, it's also important to know what to look for, right? So um, so I'll go over some of the things that could be key indicators. Does that sound good? Yeah. Um, so some of them are pretty obvious, right? Um, if, they're, if they're being ordered around what to do, what to say by the person that they're with, um, they're being forced to move in certain areas and they don't look like they're in control of their behavior at all, that's one of the obvious signs. But there's other, um, other ways that you can be alerted that you might not be um, thinking about like um, if the person appears disconnected from the family friends community or organizations that they're involved in um, and they're even in their houses of worship uh, if all of a sudden let's say you're a teacher and you have a child that stopped attending school like you would think that a million other things before you would think oh they're they might be a victim of child sex trafficking but um, that's, that's one of the key indicators, which is kind of crazy. But um, uh, another, another way you can kind of tell is if they have a sudden or dramatic change in behavior. And that can often usually be like if they're doing drugs or they're involved in some sort of criminal activity with their friends. But um, even like if they're smoking cigarettes, they could have a change in behavior. But uh, this could also be a key indicator that they're being trafficked. Um, if they appear disoriented, confused, uh, they're showing signs of mental or physical abuse. That's another one. And uh, some of the same yeah. things that you would see, like what are some things you look for to see if someone's being abused? Yeah, I mean, that's Bruises. huge. I mean, you see that. I mean, everyone out there listening too, I mean, you see you see somebody and they're, they're confused and they're, they don't know, they're, they're avoiding you. And it's like, well, why are you avoiding me? <laughs> you know, I... Uh, it's um it's a serious thing that I feel like if you didn't just talk about this right now, you, this could be happening. You wouldn't even put that together. Yeah, um, especially if you see that they have bruises on their body. Sometimes you think, oh, maybe the kid fell, um, and that's usually whenever I see a kid with a bruise, their parents are talking about, oh, they fell and blah blah blah. But um, you know that can if they have various bruises of different degrees on their body that could be an indicator um if they appear fearful submissive that's a pr probably one of the bigger ones if they look submissive um they're obviously afraid of their guardian in that in that instance but um you know if they look like they're being denied food water sleep medical care um are they often in this in the company of the person to which they're deferring like they're following that person around everywhere that's another one yeah so i mean if, have you ever been um, not just you megan but uh 
But anyone else out there, have you been in a situation where somebody is around somebody all the time and they're they're not together or they are together or what it is? I don't know. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you've like maybe been in a, in a potential sex scandal? I've never actually witnessed anything because this is something I've researched recently. So I never really was, I wasn't really ever looking for this kind of stuff. Like I remember reading an article when um, Gavin Newsom was in SF, like before he became governor, lieutenant governor, um, that he busted a bunch of salon, parlor salons, like massage parlors in the city that had in the back of their salons, they were running a child sex trafficking ring. So he busted a bunch of salons in the city. I remember reading about that and thinking like, oh my gosh, I wonder if there, I wonder if there's a massage parlor I've been to and like I had no idea in the back um, that this could be going on. So if you go get a massage in the city and you see some suspicious activity, um, that could be like I, ever since I read that article, I'm really careful about where I get a massage and I always look around like really vigilantly whenever I go. Like, is anything suspicious in this building right now that I should alert someone to? So I'm more aware of it now. Um, but it wasn't something I thought about before. Um, did I tell you about the Ikea article? I think you did briefly, yeah. Um, there was an article recently a, woman, a mother wrote about uh, an experience she had at Ikea. This was in, in the last couple of years, so you can Google this story. But she was just doing shopping for household supplies with her children. She noticed there was a man following lurking around wherever they were. Like they would move to a different part of the store and he would be there, like, staring at them. And so um, that was, like, a huge red flag. I'm surprised she actually didn't call anyone. I think she was afraid because um, what you're supposed to do is call the hotline. But, um, yeah, she got she got out of Dodge, and fortunately nothing happened. But you think about how many times have your kids ran off to the other side of the store and you lose supervision of them. And this could be a place where your child goes goes missing. So it's not to scare anyone, but yeah, we should have a, a little icebreaker song. Yeah, to I break do. This I have up. a song. It's I have a song alarming. ready to go. Yeah, I have a song ready to go. <laughs> but I remember. I will say it before we go into the song. I just. I remember my my mom was always super yes. protective, and thank God. I mean, I remember at the time. I remember. I'm like, mom. Like, I thought she was crazy. Yeah, I remember thinking she was crazy. I'm just a little boy, you know, or whatever. But. I feel yeah. like I'm going to be even worse when I become a mom. I'll be like a helicopter mom. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we have a uh, another song um, for human trafficking awareness. This one is by Run. And um, this is, yeah, full five-minute song. So enjoy. I believe 
that is run, uh, human trafficking awareness. I have to um, say, I, I bought those candies. I brought those candies for, for everyone. I was trying to <laughs> save some for Pam, but <laughs> you are, I mean, these jelly beans are pretty addicting. I actually haven't even tried them yet. I have a problem. Yeah. As we referenced earlier <laughs> with my Halloween habits. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know. Candy's a it's the candy season. I, I guess think the number one reason I want to have kids is that I can eat their Halloween candy yeah. <laughs> every year. <laughs> that is enough time. Totally yeah, kidding. I mean that totally. that is definitely. I mean, sorry, not sorry. I remember going out and getting so much candy, more candy than I could eat, and then. Did you, know, you ever know anyone that got um like shady candy? Did you ever meet anyone? I, I never did, met anyone. I, I heard about not. it in the news, but I, I did never. not. And I think it, you know what it was. I remember going and trick or treating when I was a kid. I have a younger brother who's two years younger than me. And we're going around, and I remember my mom, you know, telling me like, "Don't take candies that aren't wrapped and and all this stuff." And I remember like really kind of good mom. Yeah. Well, I was I was like calm, like I was military style. I was just like, okay, like undercover, like okay, this, somebody's trying to give these, you know, candies that aren't wrapped away that I'm going to tell my mom, you know. <laughs> but uh, my... Good my, thing. You're still here. Yeah, but I remember, like, so that's what was interesting about the trick-or-treat. I'd be curious to see how that whole thing evolved because I would go up to every door and knock on it, oh, trick-or-treat. Oh, lights out. I'm ringing that doorbell. Yeah, so, I mean, like, <laughs> I was going up to the door and preparing and almost expecting that... <laughs> these people could potentially be giving me candies that aren't wrapped or could be, you know, could be a hazardous thing. So I thought that that was, um, that brought, and maybe the whole trick or treating thing and how that evolved. I feel like that's, that was a, actually a good thing to be out there, you know, with your parents and knocking on the door and then, you know, being aware, you know, yeah. My brother would it's get just terrified. If there was somebody that jumped out, he'd be like, ah, and like, he would freak <laughs> out. Like he would, it would totally, I mean, he's a lot mellower now, but when we were kids, he would, I mean, he'd be rolling on the grass or something like, oh my God, you know. Keep um, him away from the haunted houses. Yeah. He couldn't take it. He couldn't, yeah, he, he, would, he would, I don't know. I think my mom, I think he's, I th my brother would get scared, I think. When he was younger, I and mean, I am older than him, but I was like, I had to, had to protect, you know, I had that kind of thing. Well, it's a good thing you didn't encounter the candy. It's a thing, though, and um, it reminds me of the cocoa, the cocoa trade, uh, and and how um, seventy percent of the the cocoa that's um, that's sourced is from the Ivory Coast and in Africa, and that's where a lot of the forced child labor is happening. So um, a lot of people that I've seen buying chocolate they're like oh what is this fair trade certification for and that actually is is a certification that uh gives you the peace of mind that the chocolate that you're buying isn't sourced from cocoa made from child labor so if you want to support human the human trafficking cause try to buy only fair trade certified chocolate and that will definitely help with the human trafficking issue that's uh that's rampant in a lot of the consumer goods we have right yeah. you heard about the uh the scandal of the online furniture store 
Oh my gosh, so someone had told us and it might have been you. But you, yeah, I want to hear it. Like, I think everyone out there wants to hear the it. The idea of, uh, it wasn't, I, was it Ikea? I don't think it was Ikea. It, I honestly, oh, you d- d- oh yeah. It yeah. wasn't Ikea. I think it was um, modern, I don't know, modernfurniture.com or something like that. But uh, they had these cabinets that were being sold for 20000 and up. And the cabinets had a female name attached to them. And they were basic cabinets that couldn't be worth more than a few hundred dollars. And so people started calling the company out, and it went viral for a little while. And it was, it was kind of a scandal. But I think they, it, it sounded ridiculous to me. I mean, if you're a big public company like that, selling furniture, like. But it, it, it's, it's a possibility, you know? And I'm sure the FBI's investigating it still, but... The idea, whether true or not, is a possibility that things that you could be buying online could be sourced from companies that are also involved in child sex trafficking. They could be selling children, and you don't even know it. This is on the the dark web, right? Yeah, so with chocolate, that also, you know, with with coffee as well. Yes. Think about that. Coffee. And so, I mean, for me, I mean, that goes without saying... Oh, yeah, fair you're the trade. coffee man. Yeah, I mean, like, it's got to be fair trade. You know, I mean, like, good coffee is, is good coffee. You want it to be good, you know. But fair trade is definitely, you It's know. worth the extra few dollars that you spend. Yeah. Fun fact, C's Candies is fair trade. Yes, it is. Sourced chocolate. Yeah, sourced with the, the best ingredients. I've always been a huge fan of Everything, C's Candies. Everything, one of these is a hand, every box is hand-packed. Is um, that, I, I always wondered that, like, how do they get, it always looks hand-packed, but I didn't know how the manufacturing worked. Yeah. Definitely humane working conditions, right? You've been in the factories. Have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, so I mean. Having worked there. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, 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 it's interesting, you know, with this pandemic, and I remember you were talking earlier about natural disasters, and right now, mm. I mean, I feel like this pandemic can be considered a Absolutely. natural disaster. Absolutely. And so a lot of these companies, including, you know, candy manufacturing companies, you know, um, they closed down. I mean, like we, we shut down operation because, I mean, when you got people that are hand packing um, boxes of candies and they're with, within six feet of each other, we're not going to risk that. We had, to, we had to take a step back, shut down operations, first time since World War II. And it was g- devastating for me. Like I was going through stress. Yeah. And whenever I have a major stressful life event, like I go and get a milk Bordeaux bar from Seas Candy and I couldn't do that. It's so sad. Yeah. So it was just, um, it was a, it was, it was nuts. I mean, to think that to be a part of something that has been running since, you know, 1921, but then also, you know, shutting down in World War II and then it being open until that happened, until this pandemic, it's like, oh crap, I can't believe I've worked for this firm, you know, during these times it's uh it's definitely you know we've been through the great depression we've been through it, it all so i mean everyone's going to get through it everyone's going to get through it out there um and, and it's a good time to refocus on things that matter right yeah uh, i mean like voting meaning to your life mm-hmm. adding meaning to your life like talking about stuff like this is really important because i think that we for a while were kind of numb to this capitalistic society that we were living in where we were just working ourselves into the ground and 
um, the pandemic kind of forced us all to really take a pulse reading on if that was really working for anyone and it's pretty obvious that it wasn't so um, causes like this I feel like are gonna really you saw like the Black Lives Matter movement really taking off and getting some momentum even though it's been around for over what five seven years and so um, I, I feel like the human trafficking and it movement will, yeah. will gain momentum too. So. Yeah, that's huge. And I'm so glad that you brought that up with Black Lives Matter and that whole, and when it, that happened with George Floyd in the last week of May, and then Pride Month is June 1st. Pride, I mean. That's right. And so. So much I'm, happening all at once. I'm just like, <sighs> I just, uh, I couldn't believe it. I was obviously completely devastated. Uh, and I, I feel like, you know, the whole movement um it really i mean you had the i saw somebody with a sign he said the first gay parade was you know um it was a black trans like this is the first you know parade of the the month and this sign i'm just like and the whole with with black trans lives matter as well i i love that i i think that that is so great because i mean if you're part of a community which how many people part of our black community how much do you identify with being black i don't know it's like are we putting people in a category i don't know i mean everyone has their what i'm saying is that people that are of a certain ethnicity or a minority they have to deal with everything else other than racism they have to deal with sexism they have to deal with sizeism ageism transphobiaism yeah. i mean like everything so i i felt like they're more that's when it really hit me but that's when it, I mean, it, obviously it was always big, a big thing. Um, but people that are dealing with racism have to deal with everything else that everyone else has to deal with too. Well, but it, but in much worse, in a, in a much worse sense for multiple reasons, right? Um, the disenfranchised are taken advantage of, right? Um, just for their race is like you said, race, sex, gender orientation, um, but like, especially with regard to the, the human trafficking issue, they can be more vulnerable and targeted, but it's, you're targeted regardless of socioeconomic status, age, race, like everyone's at risk. Um, but we have to be particularly sensitive to these groups because they're, they're more sensitive and susceptible, um, especially since you factor that um, African-Americans have a higher incidence of um, of not having support at home, right, um, it, with financial means. And, um, and so these, if they're in that sort of situation where um, they're in some sort of economic hardship, they're, um, they're experiencing psychological or emotional vulnerability as a result of being discriminated against, that puts them at more risk to be targeted for human trafficking. So it's just like a, like a snowball effect of um, these situations making, making them more susceptible. Um, and then you have things like natural disasters and political instability, which we're all experiencing right now here in the US. Um, so we have to be more aware of it now than ever um, this is a cause to, to care about and to, you know, focus on and work toward helping resolve, right? So yeah, and, uh, it all ties together. 
Yeah, and you know, um, it's interesting too. I mean, living in San Francisco and everyone out there, you know, we had so many, a bunch of people listening in Guam, actually, Muni. No. Uh, I love but you it. look at the, the neighborhoods in San Francisco, and, you know, if you're not from San Francisco or if you don't know San Francisco, I'm going to talk about a couple of uh, different, you know, neighborhoods where I see where trafficking is a lot higher. And so. Um, and it's usually in. Uh, typically like low lower socioeconomic yes. status areas right but the higher ones are not immune it's just the higher incidence yeah right? i mean so that i mean you could live in pack heights and or you could live in you know the richmond sea cliff and you could still deal with this yeah. you know so this is everywhere i'm not saying that this isn't this but it's isn't a, it's a higher percentage in yeah. certain neighborhoods did you look did you find that out what areas are yes they gave you um, yes, Bayview, um, and I, yeah, and the Tenderloin. So the, the Tenderloin, um, I lived in the Tenderloin. <laughs> well, I lived on Geary Street. Um, and, you know, there's a, there was a lot of trafficking going on there. A lot of other things too. <sighs> the first weekend that I got my keys and I'm, there was somebody, it was a girl, you know, whether it was a girl or a guy, it doesn't matter. I was walking with somebody up Polk Street, and I got the keys to my apartment. It was, uh, a, it was you know, a Friday night, and I'm walking with this girl up the Polk Street, and this guy comes up to me. He's like, Crystal, Crystal. I'm like, well, I'm not Crystal. Oh, my gosh. And she's not Crystal. happened to me, too. <laughs> and she's not Crystal, and I put together that he was trying to sell me Crystal. So, I mean, other than trafficking, there's all that going on. I feel like there's a little bit of infusion there. You know what I'm talking about? Drugs and that. So, um, I actually, my friend, he lived on Post Street, um, which is night and day. I feel like with Geary and Post Street. And Post Street is just like, you got people walking up and down. You know, they're like, it is is definitely, you know, I think, I mean, like in, we were talking about low income and, and that kind of thing. So I dealt with a lot of people that I knew, their acquaintances, they maybe just happened to be in fraternities. I won't mention what schools because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pretty shameful. Um, but they would disparage me for living in the tenderloin. And I'm thinking, you know, with this low income and everything that's going on, it's just like, what if you were somebody that was raised in the projects or somebody that was raised in that and that somebody would be like, Hey, this is Megan. She lives in the tenderloin and like that. And like, just like to, to, to put you in a corner. Um, of, I mean, you didn't, you didn't have any control over being low income. I mean, you don't have that control, you know, and then you have all these other, um, things going on. So I, I, um, I feel like, you know, with, with human trafficking, there's, there's so many other, Things that are, are, you know, there's, there's so many other biases. I mean, that so many things and drugs and, and and alcohol and, you know, pandemic. I mean, living in a natural disaster where you don't have a job, and you got no a, social safety net. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, this is such a a big month, and I know everyone's getting out there and voting. Vote, vote, vote. Um, this is just such a huge topic that I just feel like. It's not being talked about. Vote for politicians that have either been involved in legislation to help move solving this issue forward. 
or at least are even acknowledging it. I feel like it's just not acknowledged. I don't think it was brought up in the presidential debates at all or the vice presidential debates. So it'll probably be more on the local level. Um, but uh, if you, if you, you, uh, you know, want to raise awareness within yourself, there are lots of movies and celebrities that are approaching addressing this cause. Should we show them the, the Kelso? That 70s show? My favorite. He was hilarious. Um, no, uh, his name is uh, Ashton Kutcher. And um, you know him as Kelso for so many years. He was so hilarious. Yeah. Um, but he has a heart of gold and has taken, um, taken a deep interest in this issue. Um, it's a personal issue for him that, um, you know, he's got a nonprofit now. And um, so do you want to show a video? Yeah. So we're going to be playing a clip, a clip of um, Ashton Critcher. I think it's great. Um, I liked him on the 70s show a lot. He was the best. Yeah. So I, uh, I, th I have a lot of respect for everyone uh, that's going out there and raising awareness for human trafficking. It just made me like him that much I mean, more, like though. Everyone, yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> Everyone out there, you know, that's raising awareness of trafficking is huge. And then also being on a celebrity level like Ashton Critcher is huge. And using their platform to help end it. That's huge. That's yeah. Huge. A lot of celebrities stay out of it. So, yeah. Okay. So this is a little clip uh, with Ashton Critcher. We're going to play this for you. And we can on FBI raids where I've seen things that no person should ever see. I've seen video content of a child that's the same age as mine being raped by an American man that was a sex tourist in Cambodia. And this child was so conditioned by her environment that she thought she was engaging in play in a country that is riddled with bipartisan separation on so many things. Slavery seems to come up as one of these issues that we can all agree upon. I also want to thank Elisa and Ashton. Ashton, you were better looking in the movies. Than, anyway, <laughs> da, da. <coughs> anyway, anyway, I, I want to. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, from punked to Congress. Yeah. Oh, Ashton. So that was, uh, that was John McCain out of all the people that <laughs> came in afterward and said that he looked better in the movies. Um, <laughs> I, I think so too. Um, but I mean, when you're talking about something so serious like this, it's hard to look good, you know, you know, I, <laughs> I mean like, I think it looks good. All yeah. The time. Yeah. You know, actually Pam has a thing for men that cry. Oh yeah. There's She's nothing sexier than a vulnerable man in touch with his emotions. Let That's me tell a real you. thing for some. A lot people. of men don't realize. Who was it? Obama said, uh. It's a real man to cry on national television. <laughs> Remember, he shed a tear. Yeah. You know what? Seeing like someone that. like Michael Jordan cry, I think is so, it's a big thing. I mean, when you're that big of a rock star athlete and you're crying, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. And it's good, you know, during these times to be, you know, to take that moment and kind of, you know, everything's all right that it's not all right. Um, this last debate... You know, I'm surprised. You know, there's so many other. Well, there's so many other issues that, that are going on. Are going on, but I, I mean, this is a part of the UNDP's social development goals, right? 
Um, so it might, it might not be number one on the list. I think it's like, I don't know, number 14 or something like that, but it's a huge issue. It's one of the biggest world problems. It's the yeah. fastest child sex trafficking is the fastest growing crime in the world. $150 billion a year you brought in from trafficking. Uh, so what you it's were talking insane. about right before this, so I mean, on a, on a national like level, you know, if you're running to be the president of the United States or you know, that's something that, like you were talking about, a community. Like, it's like your community, right? You don't have any control of what's happening in, you know, Oklahoma City or wherever. You know, you don't have any control over that. The only thing we have control over is our surroundings and what's around us and bringing an awareness to people around us, yeah. which we are. I mean, and it's needed. I mean, like, this is a, this is a huge thing. And so talk about it. Like, talk about it on your social media donate to the end it movement and other causes you're going to talk a little bit about some charities right yeah so yeah. the end it movement is a is a is one to definitely uh donate to as well as united way of the bay area this is actually a national or sorry international global thing that they were raising money for so um yeah, I mean, human trafficking is one of the fastest growing criminal enterprises in the world. Um, one out of four children that, make oh, up. That statistic was so insane to me. Like one out of four children. As many people as get, you could get your you could get your child could be at risk for sex trafficking in the same proportional risk as getting like herpes or, you know. Yeah. It's it's pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, so what United Way of the Bay Area is investing um, in improving education and financial stability and the health for individuals in the communities, which, I mean, that is the strategical thing. I mean, you got to educate people on what this is. Education is key, yeah. Education brings awareness and then calls to action and financial donations as well as uh you know, rallying with legislative action, right? Call your senators to talk about this. Um, Ashton Kutcher did a really great job of using his celebrity platform to put pressure on our lawmakers, which is really nice. Um, you know, he's not just like putting money toward the issue. He's actually, he's going on FBI raids. Can you just like picture that for a second? Cause I cannot picture Ashton Kutcher on an FBI raid in the back of a sex parlor or something like that. Like, that's so wild to me. Um, but it just goes to show how devoted some of these cele celebrities are in the cause. So um, I think a lot of people get judgmental when celebrities get involved in these causes. Like, oh, they're just trying to look good. But I highly doubt Ashton like went to Congress and almost broke down crying on the microphone talking about FBI raids if he didn't genuinely care about this. Yeah. So um, there is a celebrity um, that that came forward and talked about trafficking, and I wish that I could remember their name right off the bat, but I'm pretty sure that this um, actor or actress was Liam Neeson. Yeah, maybe that's yeah that sounds right. As you know from the movie Taken. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that wasn't good for their career, um, which is 
really sickening, you know, to think about that you could be pushed away by bringing awareness to uh, a cause like that. And maybe they'll come back around. I remember, you know, just for... Well, I don't think it was him. Was this one else? I don't... It was somebody, gosh, you know what's... He's still around, right? He's got like five... How many Taken movies are there now? Like, it's crazy. Become kind of a blockbuster. Yeah, but just in, in, in any... I mean, feel like the the main thing and the point is that... Oh, David Beckham. Is that... It might what have movie been, is he in? I don't... He's not in a movie, but he's a part of... Um, he launched a UNICEF fund, um, and he's a goodwill ambassador. I didn't know this until I researched this. Um, so he's he's focused on helping children um, that have been affected by poverty and violence, discrimination. So UNICEF is a good company organization to, to focus on. I, I've, like, always been a huge UNICEF fan. So, um, yeah. I oh, David so Beckham. Yeah. He's just such a likable guy. Yes, he is. Very likable. Um. But, um, yeah, and with Halloween coming up, there are a couple things to keep in mind if you have kids. Just some tips that I found that I'd like to share to reduce your, your risk, especially if you're not going to be supervising your kids, um, which is never advisable. But um, I know when they get up to, like, 17 years of age, it's kind of hard. Uh, but... But some tips that I found were uh, have proactive clothing with humble costumes. You can kind of take that to mean whatever you'd like. Uh, but traffickers target children as assets. So any way that your costume looks like your kid might be an asset, you might want to consider not drawing too much attention to them unless you're, you know, a guardian that's going to be with them. Another interesting thing I found that I would never have thought about is turning your location settings off when you upload a photo because your location settings alert your exact location to the traffickers. And a lot of the trafficking is being done on social media. This is like a huge thing. I actually, um, I was friends with someone who worked for Facebook and his job, what he did all day, was read Facebook messages and uh, posts from people that have gotten alerted looking for this kind of stuff. And he was like, you'd be shocked at the kind of criminal activity that's going on on Facebook. And we ca like, my job is to catch it and notify the authorities. So I know Facebook's been under a lot of scrutiny, but they, they hire people specifically to look for this stuff. So that gives me a little peace of mind, knowing that someone's watching over me. Big brother, no. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I like honestly, people get really weird about that, but if you're that concerned about your privacy, then don't go on the platform. Use something else. I personally feel more secure knowing that there's someone that's got my back looking for this kind of activity. So, yeah, it's interesting, you know, because I I had a conversation with like that with somebody else the other day, and I remember thinking, I'm like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's got my back. I remember thinking, you know, Are you whatever. Being sarcastic. I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm thinking. I think in Zuckerberg, you know, he's looking out for the candy man. I just have this <laughs> thing. I just, uh, I just feel like he's not going to do anything to hurt the candy man. You know. 
or a local know. radio station. We'll, um, never, we'll never know the inner workings of that man. I don't know. I mean, it's just... I know someone personally that does this for a living, and they look for criminal activity, and they are in charge of making sure that this stuff isn't going around unnoticed and that Facebook isn't contributing to it. So it, it, at the very least, we know that that's happening, and that that's... That's comforting. Thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I won't get into all the other negative aspects of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, <laughs> you know what we're gonna do? Um, we're gonna play that clip uh, by Liam, uh, that Ooh. telephone clip with Liam uh, Neeson. And uh, a good movie. yeah. A and good so this is gonna be this is gonna be. Watched. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Yeah. It's called Taken. Uh, to kind of lighten up the mood, that we're gonna tell you about some other exciting things and have some uh Frederick Chopin Ooh, after this yeah nothing like a good Chopin so here's <laughs> the uh, the clip of a uh, movie called Taken and this is Liam Neeson I don't know who you are I don't know what you want if you are looking for a ransom I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. I will find you. I will kill you. Good luck. <laughs> so suspenseful. The perfect Halloween movie. That is the perfect Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, so that is that is everything out there. People of all ages, sizes, gender, race. This everyone's is a, at risk. Everyone's at risk. This is a this is a ever this is a this is everything. This is everyone. So if so. you think it doesn't affect you, start researching a little bit more and you'd be surprised. Be aware. I mean, this this is happening right outside your door. We're in the middle of a pandemic. People lost their jobs. It's very... Fires, hurricanes are going on. So, uh, so some good numbers to to take down if you are in a situation where you suspect you may be witnessing any form of human trafficking, um, particularly ch child sex trafficking, if, uh, if you see that, because that's, um, I wouldn't say more important, but it's a, an important, uh, particularly vulnerable area of human trafficking that um, we have to protect these kids. So uh, if you want to report to federal law enforcement, the number is for the national hotline is 1-866-347-2423. And uh, there's a National Human Trafficking Hotline, and uh, it's 1-888-373-7888. And you can also text HELP or INFO in cap, all caps to BEFREE233733. Yes, and I will go ahead and I'm going to post those numbers. Um, I also wanted to... Uh, leave everyone on a, a note because this is what actually shocked me more than anything was when Megan was telling me this uh, when you find or you're suspicious that a human trafficking is happening 
to not get in touch with what's don't confront the trafficker do not alert the victim that you know what's going on in any way like so that is key that. so if you feel like and you know this is going on don't for the sake of yourself and the sake of the person mm -hmm. that is as you know the victim of this to not get involved with not directly directly Just call the authorities call the authorities so we're going to post that for you guys um so that is uh, including the, um, the show today. We're going to be back on Tiki Das next week, given the light of the... Uh, candy man. Yeah, we got lots of candies. <laughs> it's raining candies over here. I'm opening my jelly beans. Yes, we got plenty of jelly beans. We've got <laughs> enough for Pam when she gets here. Um, we have an online candy store. So if you go to the Mutiny uh, Radio and you go to the Instagram, um, there's a candy shop. So you can buy all the candies and all the proceeds go to preserve our local art, poetry, and speech. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And I'm going to be playing some Frederick Chopin for everyone out there. Kind of lighten the mood. This is Sunk Lightning, my Candyman theme. We had some outdoor comedy here at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow's Pam's birthday, so we're going to be having a little stand-up here uh, tomorrow, 6 o'clock, right in front of the station. Yeah, on a Saturday. Yeah, so we're even doing a yeah, special. Birthday special. Birthday special.
That was a song from a band called Griffin, and the name of that song was Lament. Griffin was a band formed out of the Royal College of Music in 1971 by students there and pioneered a genre of prog rock called, known as medieval prog, up there with Gentle Giant and Jethro Tull as practitioners of that beautiful form of rock and roll. They actually toured with Yes in 1975, opening for them. Um, never really caught on here in the States, but they were big in England and Europe. Before that, started off with a, a track called Epiphlioi by Osric Tentacles, a jazz fusion space rock band from Somerset, England. They started off in 1991 and was associated with the crusty movement, kind of like a neo-hippie movement in England that toured around and going to fairs, caravanning, and uh, communing a new age kind of movement. Osric Tentacles still plays, still together, doing the very best of jazz fusion, space-inflected progressive rock. Next is a band from Nor Nor Norwegian, Norway, formed in 1999. The band is called Wobbler, and this is a track from their uh, album entitled Hinterland in 2005, and the, this is the title track, Hinterland by Wobbler.
That was the group called Wobbler from their 2005 album, Hinterland. The name of that track was the title track, Hinterland. Next, we're going to go to Germany for early pioneers of Krautrock, namely Munich, 1969, which saw the birth of the band Popol Vuh, P-O-P-O-L-V-U-H. I'm going to have two tracks by them. Well, if we're going to begin, begin with the album Das Hohenlied Salamos from 1975. I love that track is Sta auf Sie mich dir nach. Popol Vuh. Thank you. 
Are we just using the one? Yes, we're just using the one because if people aren't vaccinated at this point, I kind of don't care. They can, Let yeah. them die. They can, they can lick, lick my chode. Let the idiots die. Just um, die already. One minute. Is it time? Oh, it almost well, is. Checked. It's like in what? We're still well, in we're JW's. Not, I'm not going to come before. We're winning the end of JW's show. If anyone actually listens to his podcast this long. But you were listening.